everyone. Welcome back to But What Will People Say? I'm your host, Disha Mazeppa, and this is a South Asian interracial relationship and lifestyle podcast. Welcome back for another episode. All right, we're going to jump right into today's episode. I am a little congested. I'm sorry if I sound all stuffy, but everything's fine. Um, This probably is going to be the episode that gets me canceled because I'm probably going to hurt some people's feelings. So disclaimer, if we're feeling a little fragile today, maybe don't tune in. Um, But yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just been something that's been brought up so many times for the past few weeks where it's just starting to get a little bit old for me, but like this whole concept of trauma and everything being trauma and everyone being traumatized and everyone just like singing this like sad little kumbaya session for themselves. And then we're like therapy, therapy, therapy. And I have just, I've had it a little bit. I am obviously pro therapy. If you've ever listened to this show, you know that I'm here to support everyone's decision to go get help. Of course. So that, I said it, we're getting it out of the way. This is not an anti-therapy or anti-mental health episode. So just to be clear, that's not the point we're making here. The issue that I have been having is everything being called trauma. It has gotten to a point where like trigger warnings are utterly pointless because now you've like diminished people who have actually gone through some horrific things in their lives like abuse and assault and loss and all of that stuff and we've just started labeling everything as a trigger warning like even like things that don't fucking matter that like somehow we've reached a point where no one is allowed to feel anything but complete and utter joy at all times like if you are made to feel even slightly uncomfortable or even a little bit sad god forbid it has to somehow come with a warning like, oh, I might make you feel something besides pure fucking happiness. And it's like, I'm sorry, are we not allowed to have a wide range of feelings? Like, first of all, you wouldn't even know what happiness was if you didn't feel discomfort or sadness or grief because you need the contrast, right? That's very cliche. It's very yin and yang. But it's true. Like, If you don't know what sadness is, you can't appreciate happiness. Just like in the spring when the sun finally comes out and you've been freezing cold, 60 degrees in May feels a lot warmer than 60 degrees in August because you've been cold for so long and like even the slightest bit of warmth, that contrast is what makes that temperature suddenly feel so warm and inviting and happy. So it's like, I think a lot of questions the past few weeks at me have been a lot of like, oh, like, you've been through all this stuff in your life or like, how did you deal with like your parents or with bringing Michael home? And there's been a lot of that. And I think I've reached a point where like, I'm just done complaining about it. Like, it's just it was my life. These are the things that I have been through. Yes. Did I have you know, I had a okay childhood. I mean, it wasn't fantastic. Obviously, I had immigrant parents. There were a lot of not great things that I went through. But like, I'm just like tired of talking about it. I'm tired of being told that I'm I had this like traumatic childhood that I now need to go to therapy and work through. And I'm like, what am I going to do there? I'm just, what am I? I'm just going to sit there and talk about how fucking sad my life was. 
about how my parents were super controlling, about how I lived in fear about bringing home a partner who wasn't brown. Like, yes, all of those things are true, but like, it has to an extent made me who I am. And like, someone one time was like, oh, your hyper independence is a trauma response. And I was literally, I wanted to turn around and be like, shut the fuck up. Like, we don't have to make every single thing about ourselves about our trauma. Like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure some of my hyper-independence is due to the fact that I have spent most of my life only having myself to rely on, okay? When shit hit the fan, I don't ask for help. I figure it out. And I'm very bad at asking for help. And I am super independent. Like, I am here to solve my own problems. But it's like, it's not the worst thing to be. I don't have to sit here and feel bad about myself because I have decided I myself have the power to make changes in my life or control the circumstances in my life to get the outcome that I want. I don't know when I was supposed to start feeling bad about that because I don't. Like, I'm not supposed to be like, oh, well, I didn't ask for help in that situation because of my trauma. And instead, I figured it out and I solved my own damn problem. And yeah, maybe I did stay up till two in the morning trying to fix that problem. Maybe I should have just asked for help. But like, it's not a crime to not and do it the way that works best for you. And I've just hit this point where... I'm just tired of talking about it. I'm tired of feeling like we have to coddle everyone and that somehow my Instagram or my social media space or this podcast is supposed to be some sort of safe space that everyone has to feel warm and fuzzy all the time. That's just, first of all, thank God I have not ever made that the image of my brand Otherwise, I would have a lot more angry people at me. Luckily, I've, I'm pretty upfront about just like telling people what it is. But sometimes it just feels like there are people out there who just want me to be defined by, you know, the life that I lived and growing up in a super controlling and super conservative and religious household and that that's supposed to be who I am and that's supposed to be my story. And I'm like, not about that. I'm like, yeah, that was my life. And like, sure, some of it has impacted who I am as a person. But you know what? I uh, think I'm doing okay. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with accepting that, like, this is just who I am. And I don't know why everything has to be about like, well, you should like, go to therapy over it. I'm like, I'm not I'm, I'm just done with that right now. Like, I'm not really interested. And I don't want to. And I'm not gonna apologize for being okay with who I am as a person. Like, I don't pretend to be, a, like, a great person. If I'm doing, like, just average, I'm happy with that. I'm like, yeah, I'm a somewhat decent human being. I might be your mean friend. I might be the friend who can't sugarcoat a damn thing. But I'm okay with that. And I'm tired of people acting like somehow I'm supposed to not be okay with who I am because of the things that I have been through. I just have lost all patience for it. And I've lost patience for people who think that we're supposed to validate 
everyone and normalize everything. And everyone is always supposed to be this like well-adjusted human being. And it's like, I mentioned this on an, a, an older episode where I said millennials have a hard time being having self-worth and being confident with who they are because they're too self-aware. And I think that's what has happened. Because when you think about Gen Z and baby, not Gen Z, Gen X and baby boomers, they have like no self-awareness. Like if they're a shitty person, they don't know and they don't care. Like they didn't grow up in a generation that was like, oh, we're going to reflect on the life you have lived and figure out why you are the way you are. And look, this is why, you know, your emotional response to this is the way that it is. Or this is why you're triggered by these things. Like they have no idea. And they don't care. They're just there. They are who they are. And sure, you can say, well, they've like screwed up a whole generation. But I'm like, honestly, if you think we're all going to like have kids and raise perfectly well adjusted children, I hate to break it to you. That's probably not going to happen. I'm sure to some degree you're going to have kids and they're going to have reasons to dislike you and you're not going to know why until after the fact. And I'm not saying everything our parents did to us is okay, but I think we need to stop sitting here and like singing this like woe is me agenda where we're just sitting here feeling bad about ourselves. And it's like, no, I don't intend to let someone just tell me that because I'm a child of immigrants, I can't be other things or these are all these hurdles that are in the way and because there are all these hurdles I shouldn't even try and while we're on this topic of being labeled things please stop labeling me as a woman of color before whatever other title you want to put like people will be like oh you're a woman of color podcaster or you're a woman of color podcast or blogger or whatever like somehow my race and my gender gets put before the title of what I am being labeled as or you know holding in whatever space that we're in and it's like I'm sorry do I need to it's like being put at the kids table like oh this is like the kids podcast like we don't want to put you at the grown-up table we're gonna put you over here and it's like, and you put me there before you even mentioned that I'm a podcaster. Like, it's like, you're a woman of color first. And, you know, we have to acknowledge all the the burden and the baggage and the whatever the fuck you want to label in that before we acknowledge that you're a podcaster. And it's like, I'm sorry, do you, do you have like a, you're a white male podcaster and you are a brown male podcaster. Like, you don't do that to other people. Stop fucking doing it to me. I'm over it. I... I am so done with being considered like by my race and my gender before anything else. Like, oh well, you're a you're a woman and you're a child of immigrants. So these are all the things you've been through. Let's let's focus on that first. And it's like, no, I'm not a good podcaster because I'm in the woman of color category, and that's the only place I can be a good podcaster in. Like I just want to be a good podcaster because I put out good episodes and great guests and I work really hard like I want that to be acknowledged first not like this like other label you've decided to put on me first which by the way and I'm gonna ruffle some feathers here but the fact that you refer to me as a woman of color before a podcaster is inherently racist and sexist so while we're just on that 
on that lovely little topic. I just want to make sure everyone knows that. And you don't have to agree with me. I don't care. I'm just telling you, this is my podcast. I say whatever I want. But yeah, I'm sure I ruffled a few feathers with that one. But like, I'm just, I'm tired of it. Like, why can't I just be an entrepreneur? Why can't I just be a podcaster? Why does it have to be the woman of color first? Like, oh, we have, guys, everyone remember, she's a woman of color. She had to work harder to get here than, like, the white male podcasters. And it's like, just fucking let it go. Like, I'm not, it feels like everyone else in the room is throwing me the pity party first before acknowledging my hard work. And I, listen, I know it comes from a good place. I know it comes from a place of people trying to, you know, acknowledge the thing that you had to, like these barriers or these hurdles that you think that have been there for me. I get it. And that we're trying to like level the playing field. But sometimes it's like we're doing the opposite. We're busy categorizing and labeling people before we're acknowledging that they're people. As someone who works with people with disabilities, we always use like a what's called a people first approach. Like I don't say like, oh, you know, this per this is a Downs person. No, I say like this person has Down syndrome. And it's like we don't define them by their disability or their diagnosis, that they are people first. And sometimes I wish there was a little more of that in the world of like creatives and entertainment and all of that. Because it's, I don't know, I've just lost a lot of patience for it. Like I'm sick of being categorized by that before like, you wouldn't introduce my husband if he had a podcast as, like, a white male podcaster. Everyone in the world would be like, that's weird. Why are you doing that? But then to call me a woman of color podcaster, it's, like, somehow normal. Like, oh, we have to acknowledge her trauma first, everybody. And I'm like, I'm over it. I I don't even want to be in this room if that's what we're going to focus on here. And again, again, it comes from a good place, but I just don't care. I don't want to be labeled as it, and I don't know. I hope somebody who wants to talk about me in their space remembers that because I would prefer if we could leave that out because, sure, is it a part of my experience, but so is, like, having a dog. You don't label me as, like, a woman of color with a dog. Like, it's irrelevant, and it should stay fairly irrelevant because, you know, it that label invalidates how hard I have worked. It's putting, it's like saying you have a seat at this table because of your race and gender and not because of the content you put out or your hard work or, you know, whatever reason we're putting me in this space. Like my, I take up the space here because of my race and gender and not because I'm a podcaster, if that makes sense. And I'm just tired of it. And I don't like it. I think it's annoying. I think we need to acknowledge people's work first. And sure, we could bring up the fact that like they're brown or they're a girl or whatever after the fact, but I just don't think it needs to come first. And I'm tired of it. I f it makes me feel like infantilized. You know, it makes me feel like, like I said, like I'm being put at the kids table. Like you can't sit with the grownups. You can't sit with the podcasters. You can sit at the table with the women of color podcasters and I'm I'm just over it 
and I don't care and I don't want to be invited if that's why I'm being invited. So there is that. And there's this like whole like because you're because it's also like we have to handle you with kid gloves, right? Like we have to treat you a certain way because we're so focused on your supposed trauma we're just assuming you have and it's like you know some of some people just like didn't have the world's most like traumatic life like some of them just had regular lives how about that but you're making a giant assumption about them by labeling them a woman of color and it's kind of weird i'm just gonna say that it's kind of weird i guess the point that i'm trying to make and I'm not sure if it's really very concise, but it's like this constant like infantilizing of people that like they can't possibly handle themselves or their own emotions. Like with all of these like constant use of the word trauma and other categories we give to people that like they somehow need everyone else's support to just get through life. And it's like it's so demeaning and it's not liberating like it doesn't make you feel like you have self-control over your life if you're constantly told that because of your race or gender or trauma or whatever that you are somehow less of a person and that somehow you are less capable of success in what you want to do in life because look at all these barriers we've said you're going to experience that like you shouldn't even try to change your circumstances you shouldn't even chase your goals because you know, like you've you're you have trauma or like you're a woman, so you're you're oppressed. And it's like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like I can handle my own shit. You know? Like all these like excessive trigger warnings to the point where like there's so many that they're not even really effective anymore. You know, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Like there's so many that you don't have any value for when you really need to have a trigger warning. Because, like, obviously, I use them on the show. There's definitely some topics we've covered where I'm like, we need to warn some people about this. But only when they're valid. Not because we talked about something sad. Like, you don't you don't need a warning for that. Because it's like, it's like saying people can't make their own decisions. You know, like, this whole cancel culture thing. And it gets me so annoyed because I have no patience for it whatsoever. Because it's like, if you don't like a certain brand, just don't shop there. Go shop somewhere else. That's literally why we have the option of more. Like, we have capitalism that allows multiple stores that sell the same things to exist. If you don't like Walmart, go to Target. If you don't like Target, go to, I don't know, what other store? Like, HomeSense? Like, whatever, whatever you're looking for, you can find it anywhere. You can buy coffee at, like, 30 different stores. So it's like... Who cares if you don't like this brand or if they this brand said something or did something that you don't agree with? Like, okay, don't shop there. Whatever. Move on. Like, we don't need to, like, sit there. Like, I think a lot of people sometimes, people think I don't use my platform enough to, like, talk about certain issues or whatever. But really, the thing is, I'm tired of adding to, like, the social media, like, anger train, like, this rage porn that people love sharing, like, oh, look at what this politician did. Look at what this brand said. Look at, like, we're, like, stop telling me how to feel. Stop telling me I need to always be angry about something. Like, I can, 
I can handle my own emotions. Thank you. I can make my own decisions. I think sometimes it feels like on social media, especially people want you to think the way they're thinking and they're telling you, these are your thoughts. Here's my ill-informed Instagram infographic I'm going to share of cherry-picked information that clearly hasn't been researched. And it's like, that's what people decide is like their version of information that has been fact-checked and that they should share with the world. And it's like, I just don't, like, I really don't like sharing anything that's trying to tell you how to feel about something or this is what your opinion should be about something. Because I think you are all completely capable of making your own decisions on those topics and subjects. And it's not that I don't care about the issues in the world. It's not that I don't care about what's going on in, you know, society. But it's like, I'm not going to think for you. Do your own thinking. Come up with your own opinions. Stop letting other people tell you what you're supposed to believe. I mean, you don't let your parents tell you who to believe. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't have a brown partner. So if you're capable of deciding who to date, you're also capable of deciding what you think about something or having an opinion about something. And maybe it doesn't always agree with everyone around you. There's also that. The point is, you're not defined by the bad things that have happened to you. They may be a part of who you are. They may have led you to become who you are, but you have not been reduced by them. And don't let like all these people online let you think that that is all you will ever be is the bad things that have happened to you and the, you know, result of whatever that might be. Because you know what? You know what? It has made you gritty. It has made you resilient. It has made you self-sufficient and A lot of people in this world are too soft to have even gotten through the things you have gotten through and the things you have handled. And you are perfectly capable of living a happy, well-adjusted life without feeling like that is what defines you. And don't let the world around you define you by the things you have gone through. Because a lot of people just can't seem to handle it anymore. And I don't know when everyone became so soft, but I'm over it. I don't know if I actually made a point here. I really think this was a bit of a vent session. I'm sorry. Well, I think I should stop talking now. But yeah, I just had to let that out. Hopefully I'm not the only one who feels this way. Maybe I am. Either way, if this episode gets me canceled, I'm sorry. Talk to my boss about it. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, you leave us a review on iTunes. You can find the show on all major streaming platforms. You can find me on Instagram at disha.mazeppa. You can shop my Etsy shop, Disha Mazeppa Designs. Find out everything you want to know about this show at dishamazeppa.com. And if you or someone you know would like to be a guest, you can email bwwpspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. This podcast is hosted and produced by Disha Mystery Mazeppa. Music for the show was created by Crexwell. Mm-hmm.